Little Wicked is a partner with Dark Cast Network. This podcast discusses true crime, which may entail violence and other material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Dark Cast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Hey, it's Kayla. And it's Lexi. And today is, again, Alexi Day. It is. I get to I get to break up the um the intensity of the serial killer episode with another curse. So this time it is not a cursed clock. I am going to be talking about a cursed car that caused like four deaths and many more injuries. Are you aware of the car crash that killed the actor James Dean in the 50s? Kinda. So I think was it James Dean from Ohio? Was that I don't know if he was from Ohio, actually. I didn't look that up. As I looked up how he died. I didn't look up where he was born. There's but, a famous guy from five minutes from me, like an old big name. I can't think of what his name. That's okay. Famous guy from Ohio. Shout out to you. Um, it's probably, it might be an astronaut because like apparently most astronauts in the U.S. have been born in Ohio. So I don't know what it is about the state that makes people want to leave the planet, but shout out to Ohio for that one. Dean Martin. That's just, that's just it. It was just Dean. Oh, Martin. okay. You know, there was <laughs> Dean in it. So yeah. Okay. Dean? Shout out to Dean Martin. Dean Martin from Ohio. Yeah. So when I say the name James Dean, most people will instantly remember the heartthrob actor from the middle of the century whose career and life were cut tragically short by a freak automobile accident. Most people might not immediately know the name of his car that was involved in the accident or that the car would go on to cause more deaths and, or sorry, more problems and claim additional lives. Little Bastard was the name of the car. I thought you were just saying that and I was like, wow, that's no (laughs) strong emotion. I'm just, I'm just insulting Kayla now. Um, No, so the car was nicknamed Little Bastard and it was a Porsche Spider 550 cute little I know I put convertible here but the thing is it's not a convertible it didn't have a roof so a cute little roofless sports car that actor and racing aficionado purchased just days before his death on September 30th 1955 the car was purchased by Dean on the 21st of that same month Um, and Dean was only in his early 20s I believe he was 23 or 24 when he died oh geez yeah he was he wasn't didn't even make it to like the 27 club he was very very young While Little Bastard was totaled in the accident which claimed Dean's life, the Porsche was scrapped for parts, and nearly every single vehicle those parts went into would meet gruesome fates. This episode today is not about James Dean, the actor, but about his allegedly cursed Porsche Spider 550, Little Bastard, and its deadly wake. I gotta say, Little Bastard is a great name. If you look up a picture of this car, like, it is kind of of a Little Bastard. Now I gotta see it. Let's see here. Maybe I... Let's see here. James Dean, little bastard. It it just sounds like or, you're being mean to him. Like Google's going to know what you mean. I hope so, because I put Jess Dean, little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that is a cute little car. But yeah, I could see it being called little bastard. Google is like, you know... <laughs> You know how like parents know what their toddler is saying? Like their toddler will come up and just be like, blah, 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 blah. And the parent's like, oh, he wants apple juice. Like that's Google when you're like typing something like <laughs> just name a little bastard or whatever. During his life, James Dean liked to race cars. 
and his final vehicle purchased was a silver Porsche Spider 550, which he affectionately named Little Bastard. Little Bastard had no roof and had a single row of bench style seating. So didn't have bucket seats like what you would think of in uh, modern cars, just like just a bench. You know, you fit as many people as you could in that bench. There were no seatbelts. There were no rules. Yeah. So Dean happened to be barred from racing while filming his last ever movie, Giants, because the production team felt it was too dangerous. And they were right. So cars in the 1950s weren't exactly built for safety. Uh, as the Porsche had no seatbelts, no airbags, no roll bar, which is a feature um, in Jeeps and convertibles, which keeps the uh, pedestrian protected in case the vehicle flips uh, while the top is off or down. And um, cars that where the top does not come off or down have similar structures in case the car rolls. Uh, and no crumple zones, which is, again, a safety p- feature of the car's body where it has specific weak, point, weak points that the car will bend and crush around so that it doesn't crush the person inside. They were just like, here's your keys, here's your helmet, good luck, don't die. They really did. They they just, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an equivalent to the absolute lack of safety in automobiles in the 50s. Like, they truly did not care. They were like, it goes fast. If you hit a pebble, it will kill you. Have fun, good luck. And everyone was just like, yeah, that's fine. All right, let's Yay, go for it. okay. Like most cars in the middle of the century, Little Bastard was a death trap, uh, and it didn't take long for Dean to learn that lesson in the worst way possible. Dean purchased the car uh, on September 21st, 1955, and a few days later, he would take it along to visit another actor, Alec Guinness, in Los Angeles. Guinness became uneasy at the sight of the Porsche and offered Dean this cryptic warning, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you will be found dead by this time next week. And Guinness also wrote about Little Bastard in his journal saying, quote, the sports car looked sinister to me, exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness, unquote. Didn't all cars look like that, though? Like, they all were, like, unsafe? Yeah, they all just, you know, looked a little evil. Um, But Guinness was getting absolutely horrendous vibes from Little Bastard. I mean, he he did not like this car at all. He did not like its vibes or its aura. He was like, no, thank you. Like, Apollo briefly instilled the gift of prophecy into Guinness for this one because Guinness was, unfortunately, on the money. Uh, Dean would be found dead in the car, you know, within the week. So James Dean did not take Alec Guinness's warning very seriously, kind of laughed it off. Um, He spent the next few days breaking, quote unquote, breaking in the car so he could enter enter it in races, just getting a feel for its handling, getting used to the engine, you know, driving it around. Dean wanted to race the Porsche immediately, but his mechanic, Rolf Wetherick, told him to drive it around and get used to it. So that's what he did. Hello, hello. It is your host, Lexi, interrupting the show for just a little bit to talk about another one of our partnered small businesses, Little Ghost Co. Little Ghost Co. is run and operated by the lovely and wonderful Katie, whose vintage gals are inspired by pop culture, holidays, horror movies, and more. Little Ghost Co. first caught my eye last winter around the holidays during an art festival where I noticed she had vintage Hanukkah-styled gals, and I went ahead and bought both of them. Katie's vintage illustrations are beautiful and unique and also printed on high-quality cardstock. She also still has a limited supply of Lady Krampus postcards, so make sure you snatch one up before they're all gone. She also has stickers, magnets, and gloss enamel pins available as well. 
go ahead and check her out at Little Ghost Co. And that is ghost with two T's on Instagram and Little Ghost Co. Again, with two T's on Etsy. Whether it's Halloween, Over the Garden Wall, Midsommar, or another one, go ahead and grab the vintage gal that speaks to you the most. There's also going to be a link to her shop on our website as well. So make sure you show Katie some love at Little Ghost Co. with two T's in ghost. That Friday on September 30th, 1955, Dean was driving Little Bastard down Route 46 with Witherick riding shotgun and his stuntman, Bill Hickman, was following behind in a truck and trailer for Little Bastard. They were on their way to Salinas, California for a race. While going 85 miles per hour, Dean collided head on with a Ford Tudor. Picture like old man Jenkins and his jalopy. That's a Ford Tudor. Ah, okay. Which ejected Witherick from the vehicle, fortunately sparing his life, but James Dean was killed almost instantly in the wreck, suffering a broken neck and massive internal injuries. He was pronounced dead on arrival at Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital at 6.20 p.m. The driver of the Ford Tudor was in the middle of turning when the vehicles collided, and the driver, a college student named Donald Turnipspeed, that's seriously his actual legal name. Turn and it is speed. It is spelled like turn up speed. That is his name. I'm jealous. Right? But like, what a, what a last name to have if you happen to collide with James Dean and, you know, and I I do not blame Mr. Turn Up Speed. Uh, Dean was absolutely the one going 85 down so the highway. I was thinking turnip, like a like the vegetable. I just oh. now see that it means turn up speed. So I probably sound like a jackass there about 30 seconds ago, and that is not what I meant. No, I honestly. Th- I was it, thinking of a fast vegetable. It, <laughs> you know, that's pretty great, too. A fast vegetable is an absolutely fantastic thing to picture. But I honestly just assumed that you thought the name turn up speed was a super cool last name, which it is, but incredibly ironic given the circumstances. It's just prophetic. Exactly. Guinness. And then turn up speed. Right? Right? Like you couldn't you couldn't hit somebody with the last name like Jones. It had to be somebody with turn up speed, a, a name I've never heard of until just now yes. and might never Stephen hear again. Stephen King might as well have written this whole story. Exactly. So, so while he was in the Ford Tudor, which was much higher off the ground than the Porsche uh, Spider 550, as he was turning, he did not see the small low to the ground spider. The car was totaled and junked. And... Surely dying in a major car wreck while going 85 miles per hour in a vehicle with absolutely zero safety features is not enough to warrant a curse. Uh, But Little Bastard's legacy doesn't exactly end here. It starts here. This car has a reign of terror. In spite of the car being entirely totaled, like it was in bad shape. If you look at pictures of it, this half of it was was melted. Oh, it looks Mm -hmm. terrible. I'll have to put them on socials because this car looked, it was bad. The remains were sold by the insurance company so it could be stripped for parts. The engine and transmission were purchased by Dr. William Eschrick. Eschrick installed Little Bastard's engine into his Lotus 9 race car and put the transmission into his friend's vehicle, Dr. Troy McHenry, who was another racing aficionado. McHenry also owned a Porsche Spider 550. The Lotus 9, with Little Bastard's engine in tow, crashed during the 1956 Panoma sports car races after the vehicle locked up, but Eschrick survived. McHenry was competing in the same race as Eschrick in his Porsche equipped with Little Bastard's transmission. He lost control of his vehicle and collided with the only tree on the racetrack and died on the scene. Ooh. Yeah. So 
Two out of the three accidents during this race involved parts from Little Bastard and the only fatal one being McHenry, the legend of Little Bastard's curse began to form and grow. Frankly, even though these three incidents are bizarre coincidences, not yet entirely convinced that there's a curse as much as I'm convinced that like drag racing, speeding, and vehicles with bad. Yeah. exactly vehicles with no safety features are all incredibly dangerous, especially confined combined. Uh, but it gets weirder. Usually you're the one saying that. I'm excited I when know, I, I get to say, say that. Wow. It gets weirder. Now you're gonna tell me a mini like a town and country minivan with like its turn signal just exploded. Right. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> so George Barris is the man who then bought the rest of the car and was then burdened with the responsibility of Little Bastard's legacy. The only thing remaining of Little Bastard was a mangled frame and some tires. But George Barris, oh, sorry, Barris bought it anyway and vowed to rebuild it. However, he would quickly find that the Porsche was unsalvageable. So Barris decided to turn the remains of Little Bastard into a sort of exhibit to monetize on it. I don't understand. So the way you're describing it, he hit this other car like head on. Yeah. And the car, like the Porsche, I feel like none of it, like it should be usable. Like my big Explorer a month ago got bumped in the back and it was totaled. Can't use anything. Mm-hmm. This tiny little car with no safety features, people are still taking parts of it and trying to fix it. I wonder if that was why, like, you know, once a car is... Once a car is totaled or once a car is in an accident, there's a lot of like regulations and checks and balances as to what parts of it you can use True. and how. Yeah. And I don't know what shape um, those parts were in before they were used and put in other vehicles. You know, I don't know if the engine block was cracked. I don't know if, you know, all the pistons were working. I don't know if the transmission was, uh, I don't know, transmissioning well. I don't, I don't know my way around transmissions to like <laughs> make a specific diagnosis or something. So, but yeah, it does seem odd, right? Like how, my only guess is the reason those are spared is because engines are truly just a giant hunk of steel. So it makes sense why that one would survive. And I think transmissions are similar, just a massive chunk of metal. Um, But yeah, definitely weird. Uh, And you know, I wonder. I thought it was like ironic. I'm going to look up to see if the engine was in the front or the back of the car. (gasps) Oh. Kayla, we have our answer. The Porsche, yes, the Porsche Spider. The um, all of the important parts are in the back of the car, not in the front. What the, the front. Hell? I've never even heard of that. I have. I have heard of vehicles who um, all the important stuff is in the back. So that would explain why so many parts were spared in a head-on collision. Okay. If he would have been rear-ended, different story. But because it was a head-on collision, basically a lot of the business parts of the car would have been usable in theory in theory in theory yeah in theory so it's not common it's not common but it does happen i've seen it enough at like muscle car shows to think like oh that's a thing i should google so barris loaned the vehicle to the los angeles safety council where it was displayed at various venues including car shows road safety expos bowling alleys and movie theaters between 1957 and 1959 so my guess is that i don't know if your high school did this um or if mine was just special in that way where they would take a recently totaled vehicle and sort of display sure, it. as a prom? Yep. Yes, for prom. Yep. Yeah. So I'm assuming that was kind of the same thing as they were showing this mangled vehicle and they were like, do you want this to be you? No, then, then drive safe. 
Unfortunately, even though it was being displayed by the safety council as a cautionary tale, um, it was dangerous in the time it spent with the safety council. During this time, Little Bastard would fall from its display setup multiple times, once, once injuring a student bystander who suffered a broken hip from the incident. After this, Barris decided to stop displaying the vehicle and wanted it scrapped. On the way back to storage, the truck driver named George Barkus lost control of the truck and crashed the vehicle. Barkus was ejected from the truck and Little Bastard somehow fell out of the truck trailer it was in and onto Barkus, which killed him. Okay, just, like, put this car in a salt circle and set it aflame. Like, that's that's the next step. We've done everything else. That's You just have to set it on fire. So, once again, Apollo has given you the gift of prophecy, like he is prone to do with you when I'm doing episodes, because that's exactly what happened next. The car caught on fire. <laughs> like, on top of him or just, like... No, this is a separate incident. So... In 1959, while Little Bastard was in storage in Fresno, California, it caught fire for a completely unknown reason. Miraculously, none of the cars it was in storage with were damaged by the fire, and the fire appeared to be entirely self-contained to Little Bastard and just kind of melted the paint a little and singed some of the tires. It was Satan going, okay, we're done. Boom. Right? He's like, all right, I'm taking this car for myself. Set it on fire. (laughs) This is a sick-ass ride. I would like this for myself now. Bring it down. So George Barris had also sold two of the tires that were on the Porsche. And shortly after they were placed on another vehicle, they blew at the same exact time, causing it another accident as the driver veered off the road. This accident was reportedly and fortunately not fatal. I want to make it clear. He sold the tires before the car caught on fire. It didn't catch on fire. And then he went, let's sell these (laughs) melted tires. That was the tires were sold before the fire. So these people in a normal car were just driving down a normal street, having a normal day. And both tires blew at the exact same time. Yep. Both tires exploded at the same time. Did they check the road? Nails or anything? I did not see anything about like a known cause, like, like, uh, you know, nails scattered in the road, a pothole. What does it say with Satan? Anything like that. Yeah, we'll say it's the curse. It's the curse of little bastard. The curse. So, I mean, at least the car's name was Little Bastard and not like, I don't know, Marilyn's Pride or something like that. You know, at least it was something kind of sinister. Yeah, it was. Maybe that's... So, hear me out. Hear me out. So, maybe James Dean was an unknown prophet and he just set his own course. He just caught a Little Bastard. He's like, this is going to be cool. And then the side character was like, this is not going to be cool. I was going to say, if- I feel like the, the unknown prophet is is Alec Guinness here providing the uh, the NPC cryptic warning of, I hate that car. Don't get in it. It's going to kill you. And it gets weirder. Finally, after Little Bastard's Reign. How does it feel? It say- feels so good. <laughs> I need to do more episodes where I can keep saying it gets weirder. It gets weirder. I feel like I had the potential to do that with the backrooms episode, but I just like didn't, I didn't, you know, carpe the DM for that episode. And, mm-hmm. but it feels good. I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate that as much as I can. So after Little Bastard's Reign of Terror, the vehicle was being transported via a completely sealed boxcar on a train from Miami back to Los Angeles. Mysteriously, the boxcar arrived in LA still completely sealed. But when the boxcar was opened, Little Bastard was gone without a trace. 
No one knows where the remains of Little Bastard are to this day. He ran back to the wild to be feral. Right. That's where, did, that's where he weighed his own tires. Did they just point. did they just let him free? They just free willied the car. They're like, We release you back into the ocean. Be with your people. But he he disappeared through one of the circles um that surrounds demons, like the, the portal. The cars in the back rooms. He might have. <laughs> Maybe he's like one of the levels. Like you have to survive being around this you car. You have to survive, little bastard. <laughs> Oh my god. This time he has tires. Backrooms level. The garage. There is one theory that Barris secretly scrapped the car and just like pretended the boxcar was was arrived sealed in order to kind of keep the frightening legend alive. I don't know. Definitely possible. I'm not gonna write that off. Um, because it definitely seems like if this man was already trying to monetize on the car's legacy, it doesn't seem super far-fetched that he would like secretly just put it in a junkyard so it wasn't his responsibility anymore, but still being like, it disappeared. Woo. You know, like, I, I get it. Yeah. Like, logically speaking, somebody had to have taken the car like to make it yeah. look like it was being transported. And instead of somebody else making money off of it, he was just like, all right, we're done. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense to me. But only one piece of Little Bastard remains. A transaxle that was found in an unmarked wooden crate in rural Massachusetts. How do they know that was his? That's what I want. I have no idea. I have no clue. I don't know if, like, my best guess is there might have been a serial number on it that they were able to match to the Porsche. But yeah, they just found a random transaxle in an unmarked wooden crate somewhere in rural Massachusetts. Mind you, while the car was being transported from Miami to L.A. when it went missing and most of its parts went to other drivers in California. Dump that Jimmy Hoff is at. That has oh, no. to be it. Where it's being melt- <laughs> melted in one of the vats no. of like battery acid or whatever it is. It's, it's burning underground. That's it. That's it. The, they parked the car in Centralia and just left it there. That's probably what happened. Yeah, so that's all we have. A transaxle. I actually have no clue what became of the transaxle. Um, you know, is it in a museum? Did they just leave it in the crate? Is it in someone else's car? I'm actually not sure. Um, it was just sort of a side note. And these articles are like, eh, they found this part of it. That's it. Rest of the car. You know, I say that like, oh, the rest of the car is missing. Like, what was left? <laughs> like, two tires. And half the frame? Who would take two tires and half the frame? Like, you can't do anything with it. You can't sell it. You can't, well, you might be able to scrap it, the frame. But (sighs) at this point, to scrap it, I feel like you would have to, like, melt down the metal. Like, you would have to wholly recycle it. Almost 70 years later, the remains of Little Bastard have yet to be located. It's unknown whether the vehicle is sitting in a junkyard somewhere abandoned in you know storage or someone's estate or if it truly did just disappear uh, for no discernible reason so this is both to you Kayla and the listeners what do you think was there something supernatural at play with James Dean's little bastard poor spider 550 or is this a cautionary tale about the intense dangers of lax safety regulations in the auto industry in its early years personally I find it extremely eerie that a single vehicle found a way to be responsible for three separate deaths and at least four significant injuries, especially the mysterious fire. Like that one got me. 
um, and the freak accident with George Burkus. Like, you know, some of it's like, oh, people died in a drag racing accident, you know, long before cars had any safety regulations. Yeah, that's that's not hard to believe. You don't need a curse for that. But like the car, the fact that the car caught fire for a totally unknown reason and didn't spread to or damage any of the cars around it, that's weird. Um, yeah, I think it's like a mixture because, yeah, if you mix like speed and no regulations and let's be honest, men and cars who have access to speed and no regulations, you're going to have accidents and weird things like that. No, it's it's true. It's true. Because one of my exes was weird about cars. And I just that I that man made me nervous every time he got behind a wheel. It's it's a miracle. He's still kicking. My fiance loves he's a car guy, heavy car guy. And I think given the opportunity to drive like a sports car, something stupid would happen. But I think like some of those were explainable. Like, yeah, of course, that's going to happen. But the tires popping like if they hit nails or something, I feel like the back tires or it wouldn't have been, I don't know, like two. That's too perfect. Distance. Yeah. Like, like breaking. You think it'd be like one tire or something. Breaking at the same time. And again, there might have been a road hazard that just wasn't taken into account. But that's that is weird to me that they both blew at the exact same time. Um, but see, here's what you got to do with Eric. If he's a car guy, you got to get him into Jeeps. Because then he'll spend too much time fixing them to ever be able to drive them in a race. He had a Jeep, and I think he did, like, drag race it and stuff. Then he had a Mustang, and he had he had something, some other sport car. Now he has diesel trucks. Okay. I think see, he's living, perfect. Yeah, he's living he's, vicariously through my Bronco, though. He's going to spend all of his time just fixing that car. He's not even going to have to worry about, like... He's not even gonna have to worry about racing it. See, me, my car's uh my car's now a bog. Um, you know, it's its own ecosystem because there's a leak in my sunroof. So every time it rains, I actually have to take the shop back to it and vacuum it out. <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of car I'm it's a good car. It's a good car, other than just getting kind of wet when it rains. <laughs> the auto industry's history is rot with problems and it's one of those things where you look at what life was like before these regulations and you're like you know what I don't feel so bad about having to get my annual inspection anymore (laughs) I'll take that over no airbags no seat belts no roll bar no speed limits no bucket seats just vibes I think it's somewhat haunted like yes logical but how does a car just sit there and decide you know what I feel like being today spicy and then combust exactly yeah so you know i feel like certainly there were a lot of things helping the curse but i also kind of feel like the car got ghosts you got ghosts it's got ghosts Ghosts in it you got ghosts in his oil exactly ghosts in the oil well that's what i have for you about the legacy of james dean's porsche little bastard that was that was an interesting one. I've never heard of that car. I've heard of James Dean. I didn't know he died that young. Um, I know now he's not from Ohio, so I learned a lot today. <laughs> it's a very, very those, special day for me. Those are the important takeaways from the episode. <laughs> you can uh, send an email to a little wicked podcast at gmail.com. Um, shoot us up. Shoot us out. <laughs> no, thank you. Don't shoot at us. Hit us up on Twitter at a little wicked pod. <laughs> Were you trying to say shout us out and hit us up at the same time? Yeah, and I said, please just shoot me. Oh, no. 
go to our Instagram, A Little Wicked Podcast, and our um our Facebook group, which has a whole whopping 150 members. <gasps> growing. We have 150 now? That's so exciting. 150. It's fun. The more the merrier. Join the group. Invite your friends. We're friendly. We have great memes. That's all it is, really. It truly is. It's just true crime memes. Like, maybe once in a while, like, not even, like, a serious discussion. I just ask you guys, like, hey, what do you want to hear? What's something you wish was talked about more? Yeah, we get a lot of we we get a lot of good stuff from from user suggested content. Honestly, I love it. But yeah, um, don't shoot us. Um, message us, please, kindly. And um, that was wickedly driven. Ooh, that was good. I was gonna go with little bastard wicked, but that bastardly wicked. <laughs> Just because you know his name is little bastard, so that was little bastard wicked. Ooh.